Welcome to the Mind Body Breakthroughs podcast, where we bring you amazing guests on the cutting edge of science, health, and business each week to share strategies that you can use to get the breakthrough you're looking for in your life. I'm your host, Dr. Nevada Gray. Joining me is my co-host, Chris Donahue. We're glad that you're joining us today. If you are enjoying our podcast, we invite you to hit the subscribe button and leave us a review. We love hearing from you. Today's podcast is brought to you by the 6th Annual Quit Sugar Summit that kicks off January 11th through January 17th. The summit is 100% virtual and 100% free. Assembled are over 50 of the most famous, knowledgeable, forward-thinking doctors, PhDs, scientists, researchers, and authors on the globe who will share their cutting-edge research and success working with real-life people at reversing diabetes, losing weight, and taking their lives back from food and sugar addiction. You won't want to miss this summit. Link in the show notes. The views expressed on the Mind Body Breakthroughs podcast are the opinions of the hosts and guests and are not to be taken as medical advice as the hosts and guests do not provide medical care. Information is provided for educational purposes only. You should consult your medical provider in relation to your own personal health and prior to making any changes in your diet and fitness. Danielle Dame is a sugar freedom coach and speaker who is passionate about helping women reshape their relationship with sugar so they can reclaim control over their health and energy once and for all. Having struggled with sugar addiction herself, she knows exactly how difficult and overwhelming the journey can be. Using her extensive knowledge in nutrition, personal experience, and coaching, Danny helps her clients discover a new way of living in which sugar cravings and guilt no longer control their health and life. Danny is also the co-host of the Quit Sugar Summit, an annual online event bringing the most up-to-date research and information in the world of nutrition and sugar addiction. For the past five years, Danny has been on her own journey with food. She learned the power of eating real food and how building a few simple habits can drastically shift our health and life for the good. She's passionate about empowering people to learn what works best in their unique body and life. We hope you enjoy today's episode, and as always, subscribe and leave us a review. We love hearing from you. Danielle, Dame, how are you? Welcome to the podcast tonight. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes, I'm so excited that you're here. We met doing the Quit Sugar Summit. Uh, You interviewed me. I shared my story and thought that you had such a compelling story. I had to have you on my podcast uh, to share your work and your journey. So for those of our listeners that may not be familiar with you, can you share your origin story and uh, how you got to where you are today? Absolutely. Uh, What a great place to start off, obviously, if uh, nobody knows who I am yet. Um, Yeah, and I love that we met. Uh, The Quit Sugar Summit actually kicks off uh, January 11th, and I'm really excited to share your story and your interview with the world. So um, I know that you have a special link that you're going to put below this video for everybody who wants to come and join. So uh, shout out to that. It's a free event all week, and you definitely don't want to miss it. Uh, So I'm one of the co-hosts of the event, and it's been such an incredible journey for me. my journey with sugar, I mean, I'll try to keep it short and sweet, right? It's, there's always so many pieces to it, but 
um, started, you know, at childhood, like I think it does for all of us, you know, I was raised in a very sugar friendly household, you know, back in the quote unquote day, we didn't know how harmful sugar was for us. Um, and, you know, my parents did the best that they knew at the time and, you know, tried to get me to eat my vegetables. But essentially, you know, I grew up a uh, uh, very, very picky eater. I only ate white things. I mean, you, I laugh about it now and I don't know how my mom managed because all I wanted to eat was pasta and cheese and white bread and white rice and butter and <laughs> all the white stuff, let alone all of the candy and the baking that we did. Um, you know, my mom um, has been her whole life and is still addicted to sugar in a powerful way. And I've seen how it's completely um, ruined her health. And, um, you know, looking at that side of my genetic lineage and my family and my mom's whole family um, suffering with every single chronic disease that exists, you know, be it diabetes and cancer, um, heart disease, obesity, all of it. And, um, you know, I really realize that that's not the future that I want. So, you know, as I started kind of unfolding my life as a young woman, a young adult, you know, I went off to university thinking I was doing pretty good for myself. You know, I was, I was being, I was skinny, you know, I, I went to the gym, but then every weekend I would been, I mean, and to be honest, it wasn't just on the weekends. It was, you know, after class or um, in the weekday as well, you know, go to the gym and then come home and have ice cream or eat pizza or make, you know, craft dinner or, you know, uh, all of the treats that were, were a part of it. And, you know, I was, you know, my story is a bit unique in that I didn't have, you know, any huge uh, health crisis that caused me to make a change. Um, you know, I always have been relatively thin, uh, you know, I didn't really think much of what was going on. And my turning point was really, you know, as I, um, you know, graduated university, I actually went and worked, a lot of people don't know this about me, but I actually worked in the finance industry. So I have my degree in finance. And um, I worked for two years in, a, in an investment uh, capacity, um, a very high stress, toxic work environment, extremely toxic. I can't believe that I stayed two years, but I'm grateful for that experience because it allowed me to really deepen into uh, what I meant to do here on this planet and to realize that that wasn't it. <laughs> I needed to see the contrast. So my husband and I both, um, you know, two years into our finance, our our successful quote unquote finance careers, you know, living the dream, making money, doing the things, we realized that we were miserable, and we realized that you know there was more to life, and we wanted to go and figure out what that was for us. So we quit our jobs, and we just we took that bold move and said, let's go away for a year, and we ended up traveling in South America for a whole year, um, different countries, volunteering in different places, hiking traveling you know from country to country we visited six countries in total over that year and learning spanish which was always a kind of a bucket list thing of mine so um on that trip was really where this started forming in my brain this connection between what i was eating and how it was going to create the same path for me that i saw my family going down and um you know after about nine months of living the traveler's lifestyle and diet, you know, eating only packaged foods that would stay fresh on the on 18 hour bus rides, you know, all the cakes and cookies and let alone all the potatoes we ate in, in the in the Andes mountains. Um, I remember my body 
screaming at me for vegetables, like screaming at me for real food. Um, and that was a really interesting experience because I've never had that before. You know, I was starting to gain weight. I was starting to feel extremely exhausted, no matter how much walking we did every day. Um, you know, we were just starting to feel really, both of us, my husband included, really gross in our bodies. And, and we realized, okay, it's time for us to start cooking some food, you know, instead of eating out and eating all this packaged stuff. So, you know, it was towards the end of our trip that um, we really started to cook for ourselves, eat more vegetables. We started feeling a little bit better. Uh, but my big epiphany moment was um, about two weeks, actually, before the end of our trip, before coming home. We spent uh, 10 days to two weeks uh, at a yoga retreat in the middle of the Colombian jungle, of all places. It was gorgeous. And we were living completely off the land. It was the second or third time that we'd done that on this trip, really um, living in these, these uh, conscious communities where um, we got to really see a different relationship that people had with food and where how to nourish your body. Um, you know, in this path, you know, I also started tapping into my spirituality as well. I mean, that was a big part of this trip for me and kind of opening my eyes to that realm of my inner work uh, each time. And in this yoga, this, this yoga retreat that we were at specifically, you know, eating so clean, I went through an accidental sugar detox. I call it my accidental sugar detox. And this is all hindsight because I had no idea at the time what was going on. And, um, you know, I remember now looking back, the headaches, the inability to sleep. I remember being hungry at weird times of the day. I remember being exhausted. Um, and I know now that, that that was those were those withdrawal symptoms that I was going through after just a lifetime of eating junk. And, um, you know, it was when we came home from that trip that I really started seeing the contrast in my cravings around sugar. So I started noticing, wait a second, all my cravings are gone. Like I got it out of my body for a couple of weeks and now I'm not craving the bread and the candy like I used to. So I started really leaning into that for myself and trying to understand what was going on there. And it really opened my eyes to the fact that I was addicted to sugar and that sugar had a control over me. Like it was like it had its talons in me. And as someone personally who loves to be in control, which I know now is a total illusion, but um, at that time, that was a big motivator for me, not only looking at, you know, my future, if I kept eating that way and looking at my direct family members and going, that's my, that's my life if I don't change. But at the same time, something had control over me and that was not okay with me. So that was really what sparked my motivation to learn more about nutrition, uh, to get off of sugar. And I'm so grateful my husband was on the same path as me. I mean, he was all for, hey, yeah, let's, let's cut this out and let's clean up our diet. And we were both feeling pretty gross by the time we got home. And uh, we wanted a fresh start and we wanted to look after our bodies. So that was the start for me, you know, and then I really sparked uh, serious passion in me to help other people uh, really find uh, lasting solutions to their health problems. And, and I went and, you know, got my certification as a holistic nutrition coach and, and started my business. You know, this was about five years ago now. And every year it's evolved, you know, in the last couple of years, I've really focused in on on the sugar addiction and helping people do the foundational deep work around sugar addiction because the truth that i see very clearly especially since last year and since you know working with the amount of clients that i've worked with now is that our patterns and habits around food around sugar have nothing to do with food and sugar they have everything to do with our relationship with ourselves and our inner world and this is the piece that a lot of people 
miss and why, you know, I want to shout this from the rooftops is that we have to do the foundational work and understanding where these patterns and behaviors are coming from. And, and yes, of course, sugar, you know, on a cellular level is spiking, you know, your dopamine and changing your cells in your brain. And it, obviously there's a physical component, but at a deeper level, these patterns run deep. These patterns run in the limiting belief systems. That, you know, I'm not enough. I'm broken. I'm of love these real deep-seated beliefs that so many of us have latched onto from the first six or seven years of our life when we form our ideal, uh, our ideas of the world. So digging into trauma, to our relationship with ourselves, our identity, um, you know, and really uncovering the real root cause, which is completely different for everybody. So it's hard to say, you know, one thing or another, but this is what I'm most passionate about now and helping people navigate and I know we're going to chat a little bit about the emotional connection, the emotional piece behind it, which is a huge foundational pillar um, that uh, so many of us, you know, uh, have gotten to, to work on or to uncover. And thus, we're still running those patterns. We're still reaching for sugar to numb out. We're still, um, you know, doing these self-sabotaging behaviors, even though we, quote unquote, know better, right? We know, we know, and I'm sure listening to this podcast, right, you, you know how to be healthy. We know how to be healthy. We know what we need to do. We know what we need to eat the most part and move our bodies and hydrate and sleep and but uh, doing it is a is another story and that's because these subconscious patterns and our own beliefs are essentially running the show um and until we rewire those nothing's going to change in the long run. we're going to stay on the yo-yo dieting the, the guilt sugar roller coaster whatever you want to call it um, and you know, i'm really really passionate and excited to help them get off that roller coaster and really step into their power and learn to trust their body again and and um you know all that, all that, that uh, you know, really opens up and changes your life in such a powerful way. So that's the, sh the, the short of the long story. <laughs> oh my goodness, Danny, that is so inspiring. And, and one of the things I love about that journey is you realized early on you were dissatisfied in your career and you were not going to settle. You decided, you know what, I'm going to go out search for my purpose, you went to another country, you quit your job. That is absolutely terrifying for most people. And the fact that you did that and what you learned about yourself regarding sugar is, it's so intriguing and interesting. And I know that people that are listening to this are deeply inspired because after 2020, which was a deep year of reflection for many people, they're thinking, you know, I'm not happy in my job. I'm eating all this food that's not serving me. And I just wanted to peel back the layers a little bit uh, regarding sugar and food addiction and where that comes from and what is happening inside of our brains and our body uh, when we have that connection with food. Because we have that emotional connection, which I definitely want to get into, but there's also that physical uh, connection and dependency on the body. And I was wondering if you could peel back those layers uh, for people that may be having tons of aha moments uh, through you sharing your story. What, what, is, what does food addiction feel like? What does what sugar addiction uh, feel like and, and what is it doing to us? Yeah, wow. That's such a big question, but a really important one. Uh, so thank you for asking that. Um, you know, what it feels like is different for everybody. Um, but I feel, you know, most of us can really tell if, if there's an issue going on. First of all, if you're attracted to listening to this podcast at all, that's probably a sign, <laughs> a red flag, like hmm, your, your intuition, you know that maybe there's something going on there. Um, if, if someone's offering you food or sugar and you literally can't say no, 
uh, that's a big sign as well. Um, or if you feel like it's a struggle every day, you know, it's a struggle of willpower to avoid the cookie aisle or to avoid, you know, opening all the cupboards at, at night um, after dinner. Uh, if you can't imagine the evening without dessert, right? If you can't imagine not having a snack or something um, at the end of the day, I mean, that's a big, big sign as well, too. Uh, but at a physical level, um, when we are, and I know you can relate to this, Nevada, right? Um, and maybe hopefully a lot of you, when, when we're eating a lot of sugar and simple processed carbohydrates, um, you know, our energy levels are on an incredible roller coaster all day long. And a lot of times you'll just be tired all the time. You'll have trouble sleeping. You could have bad skin. Uh, you know, you're, you're slowly over time damaging your gut, which is affecting also your mental clarity. And, you know, you might be really struggling throughout the day and especially in the afternoon with an energy slump, right? I remember, I remember sitting at my desk and around like one or two every day, I'd have to go to the coffee shop and get a, get a sugary coffee and a muffin, which, which is just cake. We know that now, right? Um, but that was kind of my go-to to like spike me back up for the afternoon because I was always exhausted at that time. Um, so that energy crack might be noticing or, you know, the inability to focus on things and the fog, that fogginess that kind of shows up, especially as the day goes on. So um, there's so many physical symptoms. And, and like I said, it does show up different for everybody. Um, pain is a big one as well, too. I mean, now no sugar is one of the most inflammatory things that we can put in our body. So a lot of people, um, when they get off of sugar and, you know, other things as well that are inflammatory, they'll notice a huge reduction in pain or your arthritis. Um, so those might be symptoms that are showing up for you as well. And, um, you know, I think it's really important just to tune in with the body and to play around with um, and, and just pay attention. I think a lot of people as well and, and myself included, I didn't notice how bad my body felt until I changed the way I ate. And I realized, wow, this is what I'm supposed to feel like. I know we talked a lot last year about this new normal, right? And I think so many of us sit around in this normal of being exhausted after every meal or being tired at two o'clock or being bloated all the time or brain fog is normal, right? Like we feel that all of our friends are suffering with that. So it's just a normal part of being a human and it is not. And it is so amazing once you uh, can start reducing sugar, you know, in your diet and start realizing, um, you know, how amazing you can feel and that, wow, you can have energy without coffee, you know, until night, right? Until you're ready for bed at, you know, nine o'clock at night. And um, you can really start to, to that in itself is motivation. Um, you know, that was a big motivator for me when I started noticing how my body was reacting and how it felt. And uh, there was no way I wanted to go back to that old version. And, uh, you know, once you get a taste of that, <laughs> it's hard to ignore, <laughs> to go back. Um, I hope that answers your question. Oh, yes, it, it totally does. And, and that's very striking what you said about the normal. So many people think the bloating the uh, constant inflammation, the aches and pains, the feeling tired, it's just part of getting older and uh, you're just meant to gain weight, you're meant to uh, you know, feel like crap all day, that's just part of life. And rather than recognize it as a symptom of something that could be seriously wrong or even identifying it, our root cause in the food that we're eating, it that may be elusive for people because they're just so used to to feeling that and then the other thing that i think is really important to talk about is that emotional connection to food um food works uh similar especially sugar similar pathways of you know certain illicit substances that people can have struggle with addiction and we develop that component where we turn to food we have a bad day 
we, you know, down a gallon of ice cream, uh, where, you know, stressed out, we eat a bag of chips or an entire pizza without even realizing what we're doing, because we're just looking to numb our emotions. And we use food as kind of an emotional management system. And I'm just wondering if you can peel back the layers of that emotional uh, component for people, because I know a lot of people struggle and they may be struggling in secret and don't tell anybody uh, and they realize something's wrong, but they don't know how to get a handle on that. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for bringing that up. This is literally one of the areas that I'm most passionate about speaking about because I think for for 99% of us, it is one of the main root causes and pillars of these habits that we have and these addictions that we have to food and sugar. So there's a couple things going on when it comes to our emotional health. And, and obviously this is something I could talk on for hours, but I'll give the Coles notes here. And hopefully this this gives you a, an idea to just start reflecting um, on what's going on for you in your life. So uh, the first piece that's kind of going on, it, just to understand and be aware of, is that um, we live in a society where ever since childhood, we link every single, every single human emotion to sugar, right? You want to celebrate, let's have sugar. If you're sad, let's have sugar. Uh, right from the first time you breastfeed, you connect the sweetness of your mother's milk to comfort and love and connection and all these beautiful things. So uh, the whole myriad of emotions is really linked to, to sugar. And we have that exemplified for us in every single Hollywood movie, in every single advertising campaign. You will never see a movie with a girl getting dumped by her boyfriend, not eating a gallon of ice cream right after as a way of kind of numbing out and, and escaping those emotions. So just being aware that this is this is a, a, a belief system and, and a um, message that we're being kind of beat over the head with that is no doubt affecting us and, and creating these habits, uh, you know, to, to reach for food. We're taught to just... Feeling, feeling crappy, reach for food. That's that's the message that our society is sending us. And there's a big industry that makes a lot of money off of that message. Um, and that's a conversation for another day. The other piece, and this is the area where I do a lot of work with my clients, um, because I think it is the biggest piece when it comes to sort of that emotional conversation around sugar and food, is that we are not taught that it is important and safe to feel uncomfortable emotions. We are not given the tools and the resources ever growing up. I mean, some of us who have been blessed with, you know, parents who were awake enough to know this stuff, um, but very few of us and myself included, I never knew this until literally like two years ago <laughs> when I started working with clients and I realized this was going on for myself as well, um, is that, you know, we are, are really indoctrinated, you know, the first time we fall down and scrape our knee, we start crying to have an emotional release and our mom comes rushing over and says, hush, hush don't cry, let's go get some ice cream. And right in that moment, we start really creating, and, and actually it's the first six or seven years of life that we create these deep rooted belief systems and these beliefs about emotions. So we're, we're in a society where as a generalization, we believe that um, you know, feeling uncomfortable emotions is not safe. Feeling uncomfortable emotions and expressing them is, is not important, it's useless. We have this belief that we should just be happy and joyful all the time. And if we're not, there's something wrong with us. When the truth of the matter is um, that every single human emotion is vital and important part of being a healthy human being. Um, I personally feel all the emotions every day. Today, I've been through anxiety. I've been through stress. I've been through happiness and excitement. I've been through all of it, even just today as we're talking. 
Um, and that's a really important part of being human. And I very, very much specifically use the word uncomfortable emotions because I find um, in our society, we talk about negative and positive emotions. And that really deeply implies that certain emotions are good and certain emotions are bad, which is very, very untrue. So using the term negative, I encourage everyone, even just that, make that switch. <laughs> Start calling it just a heavy emotion or an uncomfortable emotion um, because that's you know a big step in the language that we use to to honor and acknowledge that emotions are really important for us to feel and to learn how to go through so um what i do with my clients and really the first step in in taking action and starting to heal this piece around emotions is learning to feel again and this sounds really silly it's like well i know how to feel but all of my clients have have proven to me that we don't we live in a society where we have put a veil up uh, because of these belief systems and because it's inconvenient to be emotional in society, you know, and we're a strong, confident woman or man, right? And we can't show these things. So we we have really disconnected from knowing how to feel. And, and I've worked with lots of clients who can't even identify an emotion like sadness or or even joy. It's kind of just this numb shield. So step one is learning how to feel again and learning how to identify in this moment, I'm feeling anxious. In this moment, I'm feeling really heavy grief. In this moment, I'm feeling sad or lonely or or joy or you know all of the things um, and honoring that on a daily basis. So step one and, and everyone watching, I mean, this is the perfect place to start is just even keeping a journal and checking in with yourself throughout the day about your emotional state, because base one is building that awareness and, and starting the process of tuning back into your body. Um, from there, the next step and the hardest step is to learn to allow yourself to be in the uncomfortable emotion. This is usually where we will run. We will run because it feels horrible in the body. Um, I know I'm willing to bet everybody here has been on the call, you know, has felt depression before or grief or loneliness or, or all of the above. And these emotions can be so heavy and so intense. And because we haven't practiced this our whole life, we've been taught to escape with food or Netflix or Instagram or anything that gets us out of our head and out of our body. Um, we don't understand those feelings and we don't feel safe feeling the heaviness, whether it's heavy chest or just the, the deep, you know, cellular weight that, that a lot of those, those emotions carry. So we need to begin an inquisitive journey of practicing sitting in those emotions. And this is the hardest part. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. This is not easy if you've never allowed yourself to feel before. It can feel very uncomfortable and very unsafe. So this is why, you know, having support, having some guidance around this is absolutely necessary. Um, but really learning, learning to feel again. And it's an incredible journey because it's essentially learning how to fully embody being a human being again. And, um, you know, once you've started getting a baseline around that, around, you, you know what, I'm like, when stress comes up, I'm letting myself be stressed. Or when anxiety comes up, I'm letting myself be anxious. Um, you know, once you feel like you're really starting to lean into that and, and um, you know, be okay with feeling and starting to repattern that old belief system you had, um, then and only then the next step is is learning to process the energy that is that emotion through you. Uh, you know, emotions are just energy in motion. I forget who said that, but I love that because it's so true. And when we can, uh, then we can start support learning the tools and, and systems that work for our unique body that help that energy flow out, flow through, right? So for instance, like if you're feeling really angry, one of the most powerful things you can do is scream. Actually one of the best or punch a pillow 
or go to boxing class, right? Or go for a really intense run. Um, you know, anger is quite a quite an intense one. Or throw balls at a wall, right? Something soft, obviously, don't hurt yourself. But really getting physical is a big, uh, important piece of releasing. So, uh, you know, there's so many different processing techniques. And that's something that I, that I dive into and, and share with um, most of my clients and help them figure out what works for them. But you know, there's, there's endless things from walking in nature to meditating, to having a nice long hot bath to, and really, um, remembering that in this processing, you're not numbing out. So as you process and move your body, have a dance party, that's actually my favorite way to shake off, you know, emotions when they come up is either meditate or dance party. Those are kind of the two that I use <laughs> to just get that energy out of my body. If I'm feeling it being stored up, and um, and really remember that it's about being in the emotion as you're processing it and not numbing out. So listening to a podcast while you're walking is not processing your emotions because you're not in your head. You're somewhere else. You're distracted. You're listening to this podcast maybe right now. Right? Um, so just being really cautious of that line. It can get really blurry sometimes of, you know, thinking that you're thinking that you're processing the emotion, but really you're not allowing yourself to to feel it. As you go through it, you're still kind of there's there can be some numbing out that sneaks in. So just be cautious of that. But, um, you know, this is obviously a really huge conversation. And I hope that this just gives you a little bit of a, a taste or a teaser of uh, maybe sparking something for you. And wow, like this is what's going on for me. And here are the steps that I can start doing. Right. Just start to learn to feel again. Check in with yourself daily. Check in, you know, a great check in time is whenever you're, you're reaching for food when right before you eat write down how you're feeling. No judgment. You're just building awareness. It's like being an investigator, uh, you know, just checking in and you'll start to notice patterns that are coming up for you. Maybe it's every time you're stressed or every time you're bored or both, or um, you can start to get a better idea of, of again, tuning into your body and, and owning what that is. And then, and then going from there. And this is a journey that definitely takes time and effort and it's difficult. And this is why most people ignore it. And most people don't do it. And I'm hoping that you're listening to this right now, uh, being inspired to, to take on this work because it is life changing. And uh, it has freed me in so many more ways than just with my relationship with food. Um, this inner work has just changed every area of my life. And I'm so grateful for that. So um, yeah, that, that's the, the, the short of the, the <laughs> emotional conversation. And that's so empowering uh, to our listeners. It just invalidating people that it's okay to feel these emotions. It's okay to be uncomfortable. And you're not alone in feeling that. And I think it's because we've lost that connection with each other. Everything is social media. Everything is phones. Everything's virtual. That we've almost numbed our feelings because we don't talk anymore. We don't have those conversations where we know that we're not alone or get good advice from somebody and, and have, you know, almost that coffee talk uh, that we had just 20 years ago. I remember having that with my friends and that got us through our formative years and, uh, you know, our college days and living out on our own. We're like, hey, I'm not alone. Hey, I'm struggling with this. And you, you kind of felt that connection and that, yeah, I'm on the right path. This is normal to feel this. And I think people have lost what normal is. Um, and normal is having that spectrum of emotions. And once once we feel those emotions, Danny, and they're, they're there, they're getting out, how do we go about releasing them and then rewiring our brains? I know the work of Bruce Lipton. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. He talks about meditation, hypnosis, all sorts of 
uh, things that we can be doing to get our brain rewired so that once we recognize these patterns, we can go about creating new patterns. And I was just wondering uh, what your thoughts were on that. Love that. Such a great question. And, you know, aside from, you know, really identifying the belief that's at the root for you, especially around emotions, like your beliefs around emotions, um, you know, and, and choosing a new belief, right. And we can use even just repetition, or I actually got sticky notes all over my house with the new beliefs that I'm forming. And the more we can repeat them, you know, setting reminders on your phone and having your background, you know, be the new, the new belief system that you're repatterning um, over time, that can be really powerful. There's obviously, there's so many incredible tools out there. Um, I have not experimented with all of them, I will admit, um, but the ones that you mentioned are fantastic. There's also um, EFT, like tapping is a really powerful one for a lot of people. Um, I've also done a little bit of theta healing, which is a really cool modality that a lot of people don't know about, um, something that might be worth looking into. Neurodynamic breath work is also something that I do, which is kind of a different, a different style just for inner healing and emotional release has been incredible. And I recommend it to all of my clients now, um, you know, and anything else that really, I mean, hypnosis is fantastic. Um, anything else that can, that can help you. I mean, there's so many amazing healing modalities out there. I know there's like the emotion code as well. Um, you know, that can help you, um, really go subconscious in a way, you know, where there's a, there's parts of our brain, right. Where all of these old beliefs are hanging out in the, in the real deep, closets of our mind. So any, any healing modality or, or support you can get with someone that can help you tap into that piece of your mind, um, you know, and then going in with the intention of switching those beliefs or, or rewiring patterns and then staying with that. You know, if you find something that works for you, whether it's EFT or hypnosis, or, or if you're starting to notice shifts and results, stay with it. Um, a lot of these things, and especially patterns that most of us have been running for 30, 40, 50 years, they're going to take some time to rewire. I'm still working on rewiring some patterns that I've actually been working on for a couple of years now, um, just through my own through my own healing and being patient with that journey um, and repetition is just uh, I think one of the most important pieces. You no, know, it's not like you're going to go for a hypnosis session and be healed the next day um, with all these things because there's so much going on. And when you think of every time we think a certain thought or a belief or you know that that pattern or that um, that connection in the brain gets strengthened. So it's going to take some time to, to change that pattern, to change that connection in the brain um, through, through that repetition. So uh, there's so many great things out there. And I, I love that you asked that question. And I hope people, you know, go be willing to go out and experiment and try these different incredible, um, you know, techniques that exist. Yes, and I can definitely attest to some of those techniques through personal experience, especially the repetition and combining the repetition with aligned action. Uh, because every time you change that thought pattern and then you take action that goes along with that thought, yes, it's extremely uncomfortable and it's terrifying. But the more you do it, you build confidence within yourself that you can trust yourself in these new habits and find joy um, in the journey and joy and allow yourself to experience the joy um, for where you're going in life. So speaking of where you're going in life, Danny, what is next for you? What does uh, 2021 hold in store? And how can people find you? Yes, amazing. Um, before I answer that, I really do want to go back and I um, touch on something that you said, if I can. Um, we've got time for that. 
And you talked about just a little bit ago about connection. And I did really want to just highlight that for people because that is one of the biggest root cause pillars. There's a bunch of them. We talked about the emotional piece and our identity and beliefs. I mean, these are all pillars that are really at the root of our, our addiction um, to food, to sugar, um, to, to Instagram, <laughs> whatever we want to talk about. Um, and connection is a huge piece. And to be honest with all of you, it's been one of my biggest fears, actually, as the world's gone through this pandemic, as we become forced apart and we, we disconnect even more and more from our neighbors, from our friends, and instead of connection, we replace it with fear, um, we're doing some serious psychological damage to ourselves. Um, I've had some really um, incredible experiences myself, even um, going to an event actually two years ago when we could go to events. Um, and, you know, it was it, the most connected I've ever felt to a group of strangers or humans in my whole life. And it was the most connected to love and to myself that I've ever felt in my whole life. And it was extremely eye-opening because the whole four days, I was never hungry. I remember forcing myself to eat because I was like, oh yeah, I need to eat. And for me, it was such an eye-opening ex experience of the fact that connection is an actual nutrient that we need and not just connection on Zoom. And I know that we're making do right now in the world with that because that's what we have to do. But, you know, human, physical, hugging, connection, eye contact, all of the beautiful things of being in a space with, with someone who is, uh, you know, uh, connected to you is is a basic human need it is a i want to i want to add it to the list of nutrients that we need it's a macronutrient <laughs> we got protein carbohydrates fat and connection um and we need to really you know arm ourselves especially now during this time like how can we stay connected even if it's just with one person right how can we get the touch that we need the connection that we need um that interaction that we need as human beings we are social creatures so my biggest fear is what this is all doing in terms of damage to our mental health and our and our connection. And I see it in the pandemic, right? More and more pe people reaching for food. And it might be you listening to this right now because of this lack of connection. Um, so I just wanted to come back and touch on that. So um, yeah, that I think that's a really important one. So uh, to answer your first original question, um, <laughs> you know, I wish I could say that this year is going to bring me, you know, to conferences, speaking on stages and hosting retreats. I mean, these have always been big goals of mine, really spreading my message worldwide. But as we know, the future is unknown. So I'm kind of putting a pin in, in a lot of those goals for me. But um, you know, right now I'm focusing big time on the Quit Sugar Summit. And, um, you know, as that's that's kicking off on January 11th and we're going to have an incredible, powerful week. And after that, I'm going to be um, hosting. Actually, you're the first to hear about this. Uh, I'm going to be hosting an incredible um, group program. So it's a 10 week, uh, 10 week program that I host. Um, and I actually have taken a couple of years off hosting it. And I just ran it last year for the first time in a few years. Um, it's it's really, you know, all of this deeper work wrapped in with a sugar detox, wrapped in with everything that you need to really build uh, this lasting new relationship with sugar and, and what I call sugar freedom. So I'm really excited to launch that off. So that's that's kind of what's coming up for me in 2021 and and uh, continuing to show up in the world and spread my message and, and also continuing to have some fun on a personal level. You know, I want to take take some trips, even if it's locally, you know, I want to uh, go on lots of hikes and really um, continue building some new friendships and and doing my inner work and continuing my my practices um that that are you know 
I'm still working on things too. There's a lot of inner things that I'm still working on. So I'm excited this year to refocus and continue um, leaning into those things that I'm working on for myself. And um, yeah, I'm really excited to see what the year. I'm, I'm excited for a fresh start. <laughs> I think we all are, even if it doesn't look like we want it to yet. Um, you know, uh, we're we're still here, and there's still so much to be grateful for. So. Um, you know, if you want to come in, I would love to hear from you. If any of this resonated with you, I, of course, love getting messages from people or questions. So please don't hesitate to reach out to me. You can find me. My website is uh, DanielleDame.com. Uh, you can also find me. My Facebook page is at Danielle Dame Coaching and on Instagram at Danielle Dame. I have a YouTube channel as well that you can check out. Uh, I do a, a weekly segment on there. That's quite fun. And, um, you know, I'd love, love to hear from you. And obviously the Quit Sugar Summit, uh, come and come and check us out. Come and hang out with, with me and, and my co-host Mike and all of the other incredible speakers like Nevada <laughs> next week. It's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yes. And I'm looking forward uh, to the summit and everybody, I will put the links to all of, uh, Danny's, um, amazing uh, resources for all you guys to follow and to connect with her there. And I think you um, hit on something too, that fun is a nutrient that we need. And this year, um, everyone's talking about new year, new you. I, I feel new year, better you. You know, just, just focus on becoming the best version of yourself that you can uh, given uh, these circumstances. So everybody, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. And as always, uh, subscribe and leave us a review. We love hearing from you. And if you'd love to be a guest on our podcast, uh, just shoot me an email. The link is in the show notes. Yeah. All right. Thank, thank, thank you so much, Danny. Thanks for having me. This was so much fun. Thank you for listening to the Mind Body Breakthroughs podcast. We are now available on iHeart Podcasts and all of your favorite podcast listening platforms. As always, hit the subscribe button and leave us a review. We love hearing from you. If you're interested in being a guest on our podcast, send us an email. Link in the show notes.